Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Wednesday, the 6th of December, 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, official economic growth figures for the September quarter show the economy expanded by just 0.2% during the three months. The result was weaker than expected and reflects a poor household sector, which is being hit hard by all the rate rises. The reading from the Australian Bureau of Statistics is the eighth straight rise in GDP, but growth has slowed this year. On a per capita basis, growth actually fell. That means the only reason the economy is accelerating is because of migration. Market economists and professional investors reacted to the numbers, saying it's now less likely that the Reserve Bank will need to lift interest rates again. Story number two, that view about rates put a rocket under the S&P ASX 200 today. It closed up 1.7% to 7,178 points with all 11 sectors closing up. Property group Mervac rose 5.5%, Dexas and Centred Group were up 3% and Goodman rallied nearly 2%. The materials sector rose on the back of higher iron ore prices, BHP closed up 1.5%. All the major banks did well, National Australia Bank closed up nearly 2%. It was a very good day for Coles, Woolies, West Farmers, a bunch of companies, even the energy giants, Woodside and Santos did okay. And the tech stocks, they weren't left behind. Companies like ComputerShare, WiseTech Global and Xero, they all had a pretty good day on the market. In corporate news, Perpetual climbed 6% after it announced a strategic review of its corporate trust and wealth management businesses. The listed fund manager said it's considering separating the two to create a more focused asset manager. Evolution Mining share price fell 13% to $3.60 after it said it raised $525 million at $3.80 a share. Woodside Energy has signed a sales and purchase agreement with Mexico Pacific to purchase 1.3 million tonnes per annum, equivalent to approximately 18 cargoes per year of liquefied natural gas. That's a 20-year contract. Its share price closed up 1.1%. Story number three, Endeavour Group held an investor day today and boss Steve Donahue was very upbeat, forecasting a big jump in hotel earnings over the next five years. The hotel's part of the business makes up 40% of earnings and has been under some pressure. Endeavour, which operates over 350 hotels in the Dan Murphy's and BWS liquor chains, set a target to deliver 10% plus shareholder value from 2026. It wants to reduce debt and spend around $270 million in hotel refurbishments and redevelopments. Its share price closed up more than 2%. Story number four today, Rio Tinto has deferred billions of dollars for spending on decarbonisation projects as higher than expected costs at its Guinea's $23 billion US dollar Simandu iron ore project pushed the miner towards an expensive new growth phase. Rio will raise total spending to $30 billion US dollars over the next three years, and Chief Executive Jakob Stalsholm aims to increase the production of iron ore, copper and aluminium, according to a report in the Financial Review. The casualty? Spending on decarb projects. Simendu will be a major avenue of growth in the next five years, with Rio declaring its share of costs there will be $6.2 billion. US dollars. Iron ore is the biggest commodity export earner for Australia and for Rio, but Mr. Salsholm played down the effect that Simendu's volumes could have on iron ore markets and prices, saying the mine would provide only about 5% of global supply. It's still a fair bit. Rio also plans to boost iron ore production incrementally in, in the Pilbara. It will build five replacement mines in that region in the next six years to maintain its export rate. And story number five, Climate Change Minister Chris Bowen says Australia will endorse a formal phase-out 
of fossil fuels at COP28 in Dubai as countries at the United Nations Summit prepare to negotiate a final deal to tackle global warming. The draft released by the UN climate body proposed an orderly and just phase out of fossil fuels, which if adopted would mark the first global deal to end the oil age. Now, the deal is sparking heated debate among the nearly 200 countries at the two-week conference. Some Western and climate-vulnerable states are pushing for stronger language to be used. Many oil and gas producers are keen to leave any reference out. Bowen said, while Australia backed a strengthening of language and efforts around the mitigation of climate change, he expects the wording of the agreement to change during the negotiations. That's it for the afternoon report for Wednesday, the 6th of December, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back, as always, tomorrow morning with the Thursday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>